Hey everyone, Kanisha here, owner of Speaking Queen Services. I have talked about advocacy before. Um, I kind of wanted to go more detailed, kind of give you an idea of what it's like to advocate for others, um, just the experience, the emotions, everything. So people can kind of have more an idea about the situation so they can be less judgmental and more compassionate because it seems to be something that's popping up a lot lately. So of course I'm going to touch base on it. So with that being said, um, long story short, if you have not um, checked out my other episodes here, I was going into my son's journey. He's five. He has autism level two, level support two. And basically, I was told that I was basically told like, you know, like people treated me like I was a paranoid parent. And I knew something was off at about seven or eight months, but, you know, because of how old he was, the the doctors, everybody just kind of brushed me off. So I had to literally move out of state and then um, reach out to a public health nurse to actually have someone that kind of be on board, like, oh, I see what you're talking about. So after all that and being gone for a couple of years and I came back, I finally got a diagnosis, autism level two for my son. Um, I think it was 2016. So... I cried. It was happy tears because if if you have a child that has any type of special needs, you know what that's like, especially if people are basically, you know, they're judging you versus being compassionate versus trying to see what you're talking about. Always follow your gut instincts because um, that's what anybody you're advocating for because they will seriously try to convince you that maybe you're just in your head or maybe you're just paranoid or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So always go with your gut instincts because people will try to make you question yourself. So anyways, with that being said, I wanted to go right into that's kind of what this episode's about is. Now that I have the diagnosis and my son has been getting help ever since and he is way better now than he just was two years ago, as I stated before, and I feel like he'll just continue growing from here because he had that early intervention. It's still a journey. And I've said this before. He's about, he's like three kids into one, my five-year-old. So it's, it's, and it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster of emotions with him. You know, we have our good days, bad days, okay days, and okay moments. We'll have good, bad, and okay moments in one day. Like you, you'll be surprised. Or we'll just have a good day. So it's like you never know. It's a very, um, roller coaster type of, uh, of a ride when you have a child with any type of special needs. And if you're a single parent on top of that, yeah, that's pretty much, um, it's, it's, you definitely get your badge and your medal with that because it's a lot of work and you can't do it by yourself. Um, nine times out of 10, you need some type of advocate. You need some type of uh, respite worker. You need some type of someone that's going to vouch for you. And I'm not saying it can't be done because I have seen a lot of strong single parents do this. And even though people look at me and think I'm this, I'm one of the strong single parents, I could tell you like, no, I will have this person, this person, and that person advocate with me because it's been so many years of just the same thing. And then now there's different things. And my son can't say, hey, mom, this is what's going on. So he needs me to advocate harder than ever. And people praise you on that, but it's not about being praised or getting medals. It's more about 
this is your kid. What are you supposed to do? Regardless, special needs or not, this is your kid. You're supposed to advocate. You're supposed to vouch for your child. That's just common sense to me, I feel like. So people say that, like, how do you do that? You know, I think in my head, I don't know. It's just, it's just something you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? I get up. This is what we have to do. You know, am, am I doing this with a smile on my face? And I had all this optimism, you know, every time we get ready for the day and we're going about our day. No, I would be lying if I said that I was so optimistic about the situation and that this has just been a wonderful journey. I'd be lying. I would be straight up lying because that's not real and that's not life. And that's that's with any type of child. So, you know, if I'm like I said, if I tell you about anything as far as my personal obstacles or struggles, I'm going to be real with you. I'm not going to say here and sugarcoat anything. That's just how it is. So is it a struggle at times? Yes, because um, I it's a lot. Like I said, it's like three kids in one and I have a nine month old. So, yeah. <laughs> so that alone. That alone, just let that digest. That alone, it was just, it was crazy. And we're not counting my business that I have here. We're not counting uh, my other side gigs that I'll do, you know, on the side to make sure we're going to be okay. So, you know, I'm the mother. I'm doing the multitasking thing. The single parents out there, you know what it's like. You got to do the single, you know, you got to do the multitasking thing. You got to do what you got to do for your children. And what I find surprising is a lot of these providers, whether it's the school district or, um, daycare or whatever the case may be, how many people just, they take advantage of that or they think you're weak or something, or they think you're not as strong because of the situation, or they feel like they could take advantage of the situation. I don't know what the case is. I don't know what they're thinking. I can only go by well how that person is treating myself and what I've seen with other uh, parents who have special needs children. And it disgusts me on another level. It really does. We get the most help here in Minnesota. So I give kudos to that, that we are one of the states that actually do provide a lot of good services. And my son, he's in the school district. So it's great. He's in kindergarten. He's doing great. And he gets to be with other kids, um, not just autistic kids, all different types of kids. Um, the kids that aren't, that doesn't have special needs, and kids um, with special needs. So he gets to see what life is like um, beyond autism, and I love it. And so my point is with that is people will test you, and there's good and bad things as far as getting your child in a school environment where they don't, they're not just in a program where it focuses on their special needs situation. It's more um, now you have people who don't get it and they're treating your kid as if your kid's not special needs and there's a balance there has to be a balance I don't want you to completely treat my kid like he's helpless and you know he can't do anything by himself I want to balance I don't want you to treat him like that but I don't want you to treat him like he does not at the same time have some type of disability there has to be some type of balance there so with that being the case my personal issue so far being a mother of a kindergartner has been transportation and it's sad because I've never had issues with transportation before but since this summer because my son was going to summer school and he did preschool and all that because of something that they're having issues with they're trying to flip it and make it seem like it's the parents issue and it's not just me there's been lots of complaints and um, I can understand if things are overwhelming and you get a lot of complaints. I get that. I get how un I get 
I get how overwhelming it can be. And, you know, as a, as a small business owner, at times it frustrates me because I can understand where they're coming from as a small business owner, but I'm also a mother and I'm always a mother first. So regardless of me understanding how you are tired of people complaining about something that is your fault, um, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna feel sorry for you because, uh, when it comes to my child at the end of the day, that, that, that his safety, making sure he's good is going to come first, not just what your guys' needs are as far as, um, you know, feeling sorry for you or being too understanding. And I think people take advantage of that. If you're understanding, people think that, oh, well, this person's weak or they'll just say, you know, they'll just listen to whatever I tell them you know, let's just go buy that. And, you know, she's done, that person's done with enough, you know, with a lot of stuff. So they'll just like, they'll probably just, they'll just go buy whatever I tell them, or, you know, they're not going to really look into things. Do you know, as a parent, and I'm, like I said, I'm not going to lie, I'm always going to keep it real. Do you know that I had to cuss out the supervisor? You know, I, I was really debating if I should even put this on my podcast, but like I said before, I'm going to keep it real. Do you know that I have to cuss out the supervisor, literally cuss out the supervisor because, um, she did not, she did not, she didn't, she did not do what she was supposed to do, if that made any sense with my child. And she just told me what I wanted to hear. And she let that just keep going and going and going. And then it was months, like I'm telling you, since summer, I finally was like, you know what? We have a problem now. We have a problem now. And I didn't just snap on her. I snapped after she told me that she was just not going to have, she's not going to transport my child anymore because, um, because I hung up on her. Yes. I have to deal with things that petty. I Those examples like that, yes, that's stupid stuff like that is what I have to deal with. You know, and people tell me that this is normal in the school district world or something. You know, when your kid's in the school district, this is normal transportation. This is normal. I don't understand why this is so complicated. You know, I could see if you're short staff, own up to that. Say, hey, I apologize. I'm short staff. I feel like the small business person in me is more like, well, I understand where you're coming from. So how about owning up to that, apologizing, and let us find a way to make this work. Don't just tell me what I want to hear so I can shut up and then you can go back doing what you were doing like I didn't say anything. And then that's when I have a problem. So I feel like if someone tells you you talk to that person and they, and it seems like you made an agreement and everything is all good. And then they turn around and continue doing it. Like you didn't even ha- have a discussion. I feel like they're kind of just telling you whatever, so you can shut up and just keep it moving. You know, anything else could be happening. Maybe there's other factors in there. It's not always so black and white. I get that. But I don't think people understand. And I'm already seeing this as it's, as things, time is passing by. People don't understand until it's done to them. Then it's like, oh, wow, I get what you're saying. Really? Because I've been saying this and it, it doesn't seem like people get it unless it's done to them personally. Then they understand where I'm coming from. So the reason I'm even telling you this is because as you can tell, me just even bringing this up, how emotional how, how, how it's such a tuppy, a tuppy, oh my gosh, a touchy subject for me tells you that I do not need to be right, like the main person fighting for my son on this. 
yes, I need to fight for him. I need to advocate for him. But I don't need to be the only person in this situation because how emotional I get when it comes to my child. So that's the whole point of this. As frustrated as I am, I've already cussed the supervisor out. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's telling you that I really don't need to be in this situation. I know enough that I got to that point and that I am at that point where I need to have other people advocating on behalf of myself and my son before I get myself into some more trouble, I guess, or a sticky situation. You know what I mean? I'm going to get myself, I'm going to, I'm going to come off as this crazy single, um, black parent that just goes off on people that does my child wrong. And I don't want that label. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm going to advocate for my kid though. And yes, it, yeah, it, it, when people, when it's somebody that you love and someone you're close to, yes, you're going to fight hard. That's just how it is. Does that mean that you should continue doing that? I think there's ways to handle situations without always just letting your emotions get the best of you. I'm not proud of how I went about it. I'm proud that I didn't just snap right away. So that tells you I do have patience to a point. I'm not just going to snap on someone. So I feel like taking that into consideration, people just kind of look at the situation and be like, oh, this parent is just, you know, being a parent and blah, blah. You know, I feel like it's going right back to before my child was originally diagnosed with autism. People used to be like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure? No, I'm not. I'm just hoping that that's the case because I don't know. I just want my child to have autism. You know, what kind of question is that? Don't let people get in your head and make it seem like, you know, like you're just, you're paranoid or like it's something, it's your personal problem. It's like, there's not an issue, you know, cause there's people that will do that. They'll be calm as day and make it seem like you're just the crazy one and you're getting mad for nothing. So am I embarrassed how I treated the situation? Yes, I'm very embarrassed because as a mother, especially as a motivational speaker <laughs> and a life coach, I did not have my emotions intact. I did not have, I didn't check myself at all. And I could have handled it way better than cussing out the supervisor. So I'm not proud of myself for that, you know, and I'm owning up to that. But now that I know that it is such a touchy subject for me and it's such, it's too close to home for me, you know, I'm reaching out to a disability worker, you know, I'm reaching out, um, to people who advocate in situations like this, that if you're not getting anywhere and it's been months, you know, and I don't want it to be more months. And my son loves the bus so much. Otherwise I'd, if I would just take him to school, he's literally only five minutes away from the school, but because it's such a big deal to him, it's like, that's his highlight of the day. It makes his day to be able to get on the bus with the other kids and go to school. And that's the reason that I am trying to advocate for him, even though it's just easier to be like, well, you know, tough cookies. We're going, you're still going to school, but the transportation is not working out. He shouldn't have to be affected because other people don't want to do their job. And at the end of the day, in my situation, they don't want to do their job. They're short staffed. They don't want to own up to their mistake and they want to blame the parents. That's not how you run a company. That's not how you run a business. And it really sickens me that this is what we're starting off the year it, as a parent. It sickens me because this is some petty stuff. This is not something that we should have to go back and forth about. We should be able to talk about it like adults. We should be able to come to a conclusion 
and actually stick with it, not just tell somebody whatever. So then you can just go ahead and keep going with your day because you want them to shut up. That's not how you work and that's not how you do business. So I am now officially removing myself from the situation and I'm getting other people involved and I'm just done talking. And I'm just one of those people where it's like, I will discuss things and discuss them with you and really try to figure it out. Even if I have, even if I'm so frustrated talking to you about the same thing over and over again, if I feel like, okay, we have to find some way to do this, even though we're both not agreeing on this, there has to be a way because at the end of the day, it's about my child. It's not about you and it's not about my feelings. We don't even have to like each other. I'm, I'm to the point where I'm saying, hey, we don't even have to talk. We can have a middle person that coordinates the rides and we can talk to that person to communicate. We don't even have to talk to each other. You don't even have to like me. I don't have to like you. It's not about that. It's about my child getting on the bus safely, safely getting to school and reverse and going back. And I only have an issue with his morning transportation, not the afternoon. So that's what's even more frustrating. And I never, ever had an issue with them before with preschool. So this is a new thing. So again, the reason that I'm even saying this is pretty clear advocacy. How much energy and emotion, anxiety that you're hearing as I'm talking about this tells you that I don't need to be the person only advocating for him to make sure this happened. Most people, like I said, will just leave it alone. Like Seriously, this is all about him getting on the bus when you can just take him to school? Yes, because he wants to do it, and I'm not going to take that away from him because they don't want to do their job. So now it gets to a point where you have to find another way to make sure that these people are doing their job. That means you have to reach out to other people that can advocate for you guys as well in similar situations. You know, so be it. But this is coming from not just a parent of an autistic child. This is a parent in general and how, and I, I hear that transportation company is just like this in general, like this is normal. And I don't feel like it should be normal. This is crazy. And my son is, this is, he's a kindergartner, but I didn't have issues as a preschooler. So I'm confused that it, he goes to the same school. I'm confused how just from preschool to kindergarten changed the whole game for us. I, I'm still lost on that. But, you know, just so you know, just so you have an idea, I have to deal with little petty things just like that um, as well on top of everything else that I'm trying to do at this point. Um, my last episode, as you know, as far as with the updates, there's so many things I'm working on right now. There's so many things I'm trying to finish. And then I have to pause for stupid things like this. Like, I feel like, and when I say stupid things like this, I mean things that can get resolved easily if people just do their job. People are just doing their jobs now just to do it. And I'm noticing that in this situation, because they don't want to say that they're wrong and they're just going off of what their employees are saying, whatever happened to the customer is always right. The client's always right. Like none of that's happening. They're making it seem like you're just the paranoid parent until someone else says something that's not the parent. Then they're like, oh, I guess that is an issue. But it's still not getting resolved. So this is as a parent of a special needs parent or kid or a parent of just a school age child. Kindergarten, they're just starting and they don't know and they're just starting off in the world. And it's just it's so frustrating that these 
adults that I have to deal with are going to, they have to be this petty. That's what I'm calling it. They have to be this petty that I got to even deal with them. Cause if it was up to me, I wouldn't deal with them at all. But again, it's not about me and it's not about them. And they, and I think they think that I'm just one of those overprotective parents that just want to start some drama and it's far from it. I want this resolved so we can move on with our lives. I'm one of those people. It's like, we talked about it, we talked about it, we talked about it, I'm done, and now we need to figure something else out because we're not going to keep doing this dance. And you're not going to think because I'm being civil with you that that means that you can still treat my child any kind of way or treat me any kind of way thinking that, yeah, at the end of the day, I cussed you out, but you're still going to keep doing the same thing. No, then we got to take another step. So I've told clients this all the time when the situation continues happening and you have tried different approaches and it's just still happening, then again, you need to take another approach, another approach, another approach until you find something that actually works. And if it's still not working, then it's time to remove yourself from that situation. Environment, it really depends on the situation. And like I said, in this case, it's just easier to leave it alone and just take him to school. But it just means so much to him. And I don't want to throw off his day every day by taking him to school versus him catching the bus because the morning transportation doesn't want to do their job. So as you can see, I went over minutes wise. It's always something that, like I said, that's always going to happen when it's something I'm very passionate about. Um, it's It's crazy to me. I just... And still, as you can tell, like, it's just, I can't comprehend it. And like I said, whether you have a special needs kid or not, I can't comprehend it. And it's even more sad if your child's special needs and people don't want to do their jobs. If you don't want to do your job, guess what? There are plenty of other jobs you can do where you could probably get the same amount, if not more. Quit your job. If you don't like what you're doing, quit it. Because... At the end of the day, enough people will complain to the point where you won't have your job anymore to begin with. So I feel like remove yourself or someone's going to end up getting you removed regardless because you're not doing your job. And just because a lot of other people probably haven't said anything to you does not mean that it's just one or two or three parents that are complaining. It means that they probably just don't want to deal with it and they're leaving it as is. But I'm sorry, I'm not one of those parents. I'm going to advocate to my for my child until I take my last breath and that's just how it is. Does that mean I'm some ghetto black single parent? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means I advocate for mine and if it means I have to have other people help us out with this, I'm going to do that because I... We need a solution, and I tell my clients as well, you have to find a solution at the end of the day. Look at the bigger picture at the end of the day, not at the current, just the current situation. Just look at the bigger picture because it's so easy to get caught up in the moment, and then you get, you get distracted by the moments, and then you just, you, you're just completely not focused, and then you go into those detours. And I'm not trying to do these detours, you know what I mean? I'm trying to do what is right. I have enough on my plate. I really like, I feel, that's why I feel like it's so petty. I have enough on my plate as a parent, um, as a small business owner. I have enough on my plate. I don't need little stupid things like this that can get resolved with just a conversation and people saying, hey, you know what, let's figure this out, you know, and admit where they're wrong instead of making it seem like parents are just being overprotective or freaking out or being paranoid or whatever the case may be. 
And like I've said before, I, I gave example of just my son's process of, be, of being diagnosed with autism because, like I said, I had to go through all this and I had to advocate for him um, from day one. You know, doctors telling me I'm just paranoid that, you know, it is not what it looks like or he'll grow out of it or whatever. Always follow your instincts. Any parent, always follow your instincts, whether you're a single parent, co-parenting, whatever the case might be, married, always follow your instincts. Don't always assume because it's a school, because it's a great transportation company, that everything is just wonderful. Now, I'm not trying to put in your head that means, you know, people are, they have bad intentions. Not at all. What I'm saying is, if you have an instinct about something, if your child says anything, if you, just something is just nudging and you just can't figure out what it is and things aren't adding up and people are trying to convince you otherwise, step up. Do not be afraid to advocate because at the end of the day, that's what they want you to do anyway. It's just to go with the flow of things and that's not okay, especially when it comes to your kids. It's not okay. So I know you got to pay the bills. I know you got to pay rent. I know you got to pay mortgages. I get that part. But is it really worth having your kid being disrespected, be you being disrespected as a parent, um, your child suffering in the process because they don't, people don't want to do their jobs, whether that's transportation, whether that's a teacher, you know, like I said, I'm all about that. You got to make the money. You got to do what you have to do. You got to work. You, you know, you can't take time off because of certain things and you don't want to make a big deal about something. Um, cause you don't want to mess up a good thing. And I get that. But at the end of the day, again, what's more important? I mean, I would hope you would say your child, your child should be more important than not being able to go to work because you have to resolve some issues with a school or daycare or whatever the case may be. Don't be afraid to advocate, not only for yourself, but your loved ones. Don't be afraid to advocate and don't let them get in your head and always follow your instincts. So I'm hoping with this episode that there's some people listening. Please feel free to share. I don't know if you can share this episode, but yeah, please feel free to share. I think they would have to download the app, but please feel free to share this as well. Because like I said, the more knowledge that people are aware of the process it goes and energy that's put into advocating for someone, a loved one, um, a friend, whatever the case may be, Maybe there'll be more compassion and less judgment about the situation and we can actually move forward with things and get things resolved um, versus having to remove your child from things that they look forward to going to or um, they look forward to doing every day or advocating for yourself. You don't have to remove yourself from a situation that you actually enjoy that um, gives you some type of pleasure um, with all the stress and the drama that you have to deal with during the week. Advocating can be a burden to a point, but it actually helps you get to where you need to go. You have to advocate at times. And again, if you can't just advocate for yourself or that loved one or um, that friend or whatever the case may be, reach out. It's not bad to reach out for help when you know you need help. It doesn't mean that you can't do it, that you're not able to do it. It just means this fight, this war, whatever the case may be, means you need more people on board to make it happen. That's all it means. It doesn't make you less of anything. It just means you need more people for that fight. That's all. 
and don't do it with you know don't do it with shame do it without shame with your head held high because guess what that's just what it is at the time don't judge yourself and keep it moving because again there's nothing wrong with it and it's about advocating and I guess, like I said, I just want it to be known that it's not always just about advocating, you know, like my life coaching and things like that or organizations. It's the whole picture, looking at the whole picture. And sometimes people need that extra help, you know, including myself. I need that. I know that I'm at the point where I need that extra help and that I can't do it because because I'm so close to the person involved, which is my child. So knowing when you need help is everything is definitely a strength to have. Obviously, I would do that, you know, before cussing people out. But hey, you know, you live and learn. So anyways, um, make sure to um, follow and like uh, Speaking Queen Services on my Facebook page. Also, make sure to subscribe here on the podcast. As I said before my last episode, um, this will be the podcast I will be sticking to moving forward. Um, Yeah, I think it will still be about three weeks, three or four weeks far as with the project that I'm still working on. I will uh, keep you updated. If you follow me on uh, Facebook, Speaking Queen Services, you will kind of see some partial teaser that I just put up there. I'm going to actually put together an actual teaser pretty soon here. I'm still working on that. So um, that's just some updates there. Um, comments, just topic suggestions, questions below, uh, speakingqueenservices at outlook.com. Again, if you are in need of any type of advocacy or life coaching or community-based services, uh, make sure to go on my website, sqscommunity.com and go to services and there's an eligibility form that you can download and complete. Make sure to send that to the, uh, emails speaking queen services at outlook.com and we will go from there all right guys it is oh yeah i keep doing things on wednesday it's a wednesday happy hump day all right uh have a great rest of your week and i will probably do another episode soon